Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Ron from Lone Star Barbell Club in Texas. What's up, Ron? How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. My pleasure. All right. Let's jump right into the details. How did we get started? What made you want to own your own facility? Uh, Well, I started in my garage at home, Uh, operated there for 20 years. Uh, And then, yeah, (laughs) and it was (laughs) obviously a small scale operation. It's a two car garage. So um, always knew I wanted to have a brick and mortar separate facility to do this in. Uh, So we decided to pull the trigger on that in January of 2020, which as we know, turned out to be a really strange time to, to open a business. So um, that's what we did when we've been in this facility now since then. So two years and a little bit. Got it. Okay. All right. Desire to do this goes way back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, now we'll, we'll get to the, the piece about opening a facility during COVID or right before COVID rather Mm -hmm. uh, in a minute. But as far as your business model goes, how are you structuring things now within the facility? Are we doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-one? What does that look like? Structure is up to five people in a class. So semi-private, small group, I guess would be the best way to to categorize it. Um, If the hour doesn't have five people, then we can, we do see some one-to-one on occasion, but it's not structured that way. It is structured for five people per hour. Uh, typical training times so last anywhere from 40 to 45 minutes. Uh, okay. So that's that's kind of the structure. And then we also have the athletes that we do, but it's the same same kind of structure. Four or five kids in here at a time. Um, mm-hmm. So the structure is the same, whether it's general population, whether it's athletes. Uh, so that's kind of how we structured it when, when we got in here. And uh, it's been a it's been a work in progress. <laughs> obviously yeah okay uh and now how many clients or members are you currently serving within the facility 20 20 yes it's been okay a, it's been fun getting 20 people in here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um how did you acquire those clients well we did some advertising some social media stuff didn't see much return off of that um put feather banners out by the street. You know, we're in a flex space, uh, office warehouse type uh, facility here. Mm-hmm. So it's not a retail space. Uh, we don't have a lot of um, traffic that comes through unless they're coming to a particular business that's in this business complex. Mm-hmm. So um, we did that. We did, of course, a big social media thing, Instagram, Facebook, that sort of thing. And uh, it's just been kind of organic. People trickle in and then word of mouth has been the best, honestly, is once we get yeah. The client referrals start coming in and that's right. pretty much how we've grown it um it was just we started off really well and then you know as you know we we hit a little bump <laughs> yeah yeah so sure. uh so that's you know we don't we that's the one place i think we probably weren't as prepared as we should have been is in how to advertise who we are because we are a very different type of gym um and we can go into that if you want, but it's, it's just that part has been a little uh, tricky for us is we are kind of misunderstood 
people come okay. in and they'll, they think we're a general, just a, a commercial gym where you come and go as you please. Mm-hmm. And we're not. And it's because of the way the gym is structured. And I have, uh, it looks, I have a lot of equipment. <laughs> Let's okay. just say that. So uh, people come in and they see and they're like, oh man. And and it's it's more of a hardcore type um, environment. I mean, even though we do a lot of general population, you know, regular people, it's a reflection mm-hmm. of my personality, which you would expect from a, you know, privately owned gym. So it right. kind of gives off the air of, you know, blood and chalk and, you know, and, and so that's the kind of people that were kind of attracted to it. Um, and then when they come in, we're like, no, we're not, that's not the kind of gym we are. Sorry. You know, so we've, yeah. we've run into, we've run into that a lot. So that's one okay. thing I think we need to definitely, um, moving forward, we have to get better at, at, uh, I guess, explaining who we are and what we do. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, targeting the right people, getting super specific about who you're speaking to when you are advertising. And a lot of facilities struggle with that same thing. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard to really niche down and target specific people or populations that you want in your facility. Um, Now, what is an ideal number of members that you would like to have in the facility? That's a tricky question. It's just me here. I, I do the whole thing myself. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any employees, okay. obviously with mm-hmm. only 20 clients. Uh, so I'm, I'm the, you know, the toilet cleaner and the trainer and everything. So I do it all, yeah. um, right. which is not unusual for a small, you know, where it's a no. 2,500 square foot facility total. Mm-hmm. Um, 2,100 square foot is gym floor. 400 is, you know, office, bathroom, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so um our plan moving forward is to get busy enough that I can bring someone, at least one uh, trainer in here to free mm-hmm. me up because we are kind of, we are switching directions over the next uh, year um, and, and then kind of changing the way we do things. So for us to do that, I need to be freed up a little bit. I can't be doing all of it. <laughs> right. So the yeah. ideal for the ideal for that would be about another 15 to 20 people. So maybe like double. Mm-hmm. Close to double what we have now would allow me to bring in someone, um, you know, like an hourly employee that would, that I could, and certifications, all that stuff, I don't care about. They're going to have to be trained by me anyway. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If they have a passion for it and they have a, you know, they know and they want to learn, then that's, you know, we want to bring at least just one person in so I can, can kind of uh, start working on the phase two of this, of this uh, journey. So actually it's more like phase 50, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've right. been around for a long time. So yeah. And um, so how are things changing? You mentioned that things will be changing a little bit. So what, in what ways are things changing within the facility or, or what ways would you like to change things? Well, we're going to actually, we already know exactly what we're going to do. So I, I, okay. <laughs> my Perfect. wife has been in medical sales for almost as long as I've been doing this. So mm-hmm. we're going to be opening a clinic. Uh, that's operates within the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting it. We're going to get out of the small facility and move into a much larger place. Um, and we're going to open a wellness clinic, basically that's operating inside the gym. So we'll do hormone replacement therapy. We'll do contrast, hot, cold baths. We have a chiropractor mm-hmm. that's already coming in with us. So he'll do chiropractic in there. We do IV infusion for nutrition. Um, so that will be a part of the gym. And then the gym okay. will shift primarily, I don't want to say exclusively, but it will be primarily geared towards uh, high school athletes of all kinds, uh-huh. not just football players. Texas is 
as most people know, it's football all day, every day, but there are other athletes here that play other sports. So yes. uh, we're going to, it's, we're going to kind of, like I said, the general population that comes, we'll never turn them away. Uh, we'll kind of mm -hmm. keep the model for them that is, that exists now. Um, but we will shift most of our, all of our advertising dollars, all of our uh, marketing materials, everything from that point on will be pushed towards um, high school athletes. Ah, that's okay. basically what I did in the garage for the last 12 years before we moved in here. I, I had nothing but but high school kids in there because they don't mind right. coming to a hot, you know, it's hot in Texas in case anybody yes. didn't know that, but uh, <laughs> they don't mind coming to a hot, sweaty place and, and being told what to do. So uh, that's kind of where the, that's kind of where I, I naturally moved that direction. And I have a sporting background from my, you know, previous life. Um, right. So that's where we're going to be heading starting. We're hoping in June, we're going to actually convert planning to convert the office part of this gym um, into uh, like a little mini clinic. And okay. so we'll, we'll start doing the uh, hormone therapy and, and some of the other mm -hmm. things um, right here. Cause we have the space and, I'm sitting in the office right now, just in case you're wondering where I am. I'm in the mm -hmm. office at the gym. Uh, so we have the space here. I don't, use, I mean, I don't use it other than just the chill between right. you know, training sessions. So, um, mm -hmm. so that's, we're going to kind of shift that thing earlier than later. So we're going to mm -hmm. do it while we're still in this, in this smaller facility. So, okay. That's so that's great. Making basically like a one-stop shop for yeah. the yes, people that you're serving. Yeah, it will be when we're bigger. Right, that would be kind of a two-step shop, but right. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> we'll, we'll do. Yeah. We'll offer a lot more when we have more space. But yeah, it, it'll yes. Be, yes, and that's where my wife's expertise comes in because she's been doing stuff like this for a long time. So we have the con. She has the contacts, and and everything is all kind of tailor-made for us to do this. So it's not a big mm -hmm. stretch. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm trying to do something I have no. I personally don't have a lot of a clue about it, but she does. So. Uh, I'll do the yeah. part I know and she'll do the part she knows and, and it'll, right. it'll be right. Well, it's like, you know, your, your world, your world and her world coming together into one business essentially. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's exciting. Ideal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So now the time in between to get to a position where you are in the larger facility and you're kind of shifting to serve only high school athletes or mostly high school athletes. What is the plan in between? I know you wanted to bring on some more memberships to right. kind of boost you to that next level. So the time in between the memberships that you're looking to gain, are we already kind of turning toward adding more high school athletes to build to the point where we can get to that next step? Or what, what does that kind of look like the time in between? Well, we're probably based on the success that we've had here has been with general population almost exclusively. I do have a couple of uh, high school kids that are training here now, but mm -hmm. it's all, all the rest of it is, is, you know, just regular people, whatever you want to put that. But right, uh, right. so we're, we're going to do another push uh, to bring people in. Every time we've done a push to get people in, we've had a pretty good surge of people that have come in and it's mm -hmm. basically put me at kind of where I want to be in this small space. And then over time, you know, things happen. People have to, you know, people come and go. This is not a, it's a rare, fairly fluid, not too fluid. We've had a lot of retention, which is good. We don't have a lot of turnover here, um, but we still have had some. So we've, we've lost right. a few people. And then of mm -hmm. course I want to add 
beyond what we've ever had before. So we're going to do another push with the advertising, uh, trying to target the area with, uh, like I said, we've had a little bit of success with Instagram. We get a lot of people that see us, but most of the people that want to come see us from that are the people who think we're a commercial gym that caters right. to powerlifters and bodybuilders and stuff, which, you know, that's where my thing is, you know, that they don't, don't understand exactly what, we're, what we are. So we have to get a little exactly. bit better of, about how we formulate our, our you know, the, the posts that we're, that we're boosting on Instagram or whatever, they have to be a little bit more targeted to, you know, who we want to come in here. So that's one thing right. I know. That's my, that was my fault in the beginning because, you know, this is a new for me, <laughs> this part of it. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So that's, anytime we've kind of pushed for people, we've been able to bring some people in. Um, mm -hmm. And then we've kind of just kind of backed off a little bit. And so it's been kind of a, you know, so we're yeah. going to go back up. We got to, we got to right. start pushing it again. So that's the yeah. plan for now until summer. Got it. <laughs> okay. And when you do a push to get new people in the door, what do those ads look like? Is there any type of specific offer that you're putting out there? Or is it more so just like, hey, come check out the gym? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm old school. I'm, I'm 53 years old and I'm stuck in my ways, I guess, but, uh, I don't, I don't do a lot of, uh, promotional stuff. I don't offer free weeks to try it out. I don't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, if they come in, if they want to do a session, I'll let them do a session for free, especially if they're a, a uh, we've had a lot, like I said, we've had a lot of referrals from other, from other members. So they'll bring a friend, for example, and they'll say, Hey, my friend wants to work out that that's fine. As long as you sign up when you're done, it's I'll let you train for free. Uh, that's about as far as I go when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, they come, we talk, they find out, you know, pretty quickly that uh, if it's something that they need, they sign up. Mm -hmm. It's been, um, I'm, like I said, I've been, I've been in this game for longer than you've been alive. I can tell you that right now. So uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I know what I'm doing and I've been doing this for, for a long time. So they tell me what they need and I can tell them, what it is they need to do to fix it. And we get a little uh, bit of a back and forth going and then the light comes on and they're, they just sign up. I mean, that's just kind of how it's worked always. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not looking to bring in a bunch of people that want, you know, a free week or a free month or a free, what I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. Maybe mm -hmm. I've missed out on some people that way. If I have, so be it. Cause that would not be something I would be comfortable doing. Uh, so I'd rather just stay with what I am, you know, I'm passionate about doing and I don't want to I don't like getting off into the I worked in gym sales back in the uh late 80s mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know so I know how like you know, I'm talking about commercial gym sales and uh that model has never really changed it, it, it's a very high pressure very high it's a strange for me I was never very good at it I was always like at the bottom of the of the list on the sales because I just was not that's just not how I'm built so I, I don't I, even if though we would never go that route, like with the, you know, trying to bait and switch someone or do something strange. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't work well with, I just, they come in, I show them the, the gym, I tell them what I can do for them. And if, if that's something they're interested in, I tell them how much it costs, of course. And then if they can, if that's not a problem for them and they want to get after it, then we do. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of my, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to write any, uh, win any awards for, uh, marketing books for with that philosophy I know but that's just that's how I roll so that's pretty much what happens yeah yeah so I mean I I understand where you're coming from there 
in some ways, I mean, commercial advertising is different from what you would be doing anyways in your facility. It's like apples and oranges. Right. Um, but, and, and I'm not saying free either. I never offered anything for free. If you're walking into my facility, you're paying something because I right. want you to be serious about actually reaching your goals. So sure. I'm not talking any type of free class, free week, free month. No, you can go somewhere else for that. Um, right. But as far as just getting something that grabs people's attention, you know, that's, right. that is the advertising game is getting eyes on your business and allowing and the right eyes on your business. So you're not just casting a wide net, trying to draw in as many people as possible. We don't right. want that either because, no. you know, you're, you're looking to build a specific type of clientele, a specific type of community, and you're not trying to just cast a wide net and get anybody in the door. That's not right. what we're trying to do. But as far as just getting eyes on your business and in being able to get more people in the door and grow, you know, something, a shiny object catches people's attention and gets them in the door, you know? Right. So even, um, you know, and, and like, again, I'm not saying any type of free offer, like paying something to come in and even try the gym. I never gave away a single thing for free, not a free class, not a free, nothing. There was nothing for free. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just getting more specific with your advertising as far as targeting goes and just some type of offer to actually grab people's attention so that they know what it is that you're doing, what you're offering. And, um, you know, they kind of know the deal coming in and right. that can help as far as getting the right people in and just growing the membership overall, right. you know, and that, so, that's something someplace I know we've definitely fallen short is uh -huh. getting the right message out as to who we are and what we do and, you know, who would fit here more than, than others, you know, and right. that's something we've, we've not been real clear about and I think it's because we are kind of a, a Jekyll and Hyde um, type of a place you know people especially women when they see like pictures from the gym or they see any kind of video they're like oh my gosh you know it looks like a crazy scary mm -hmm. place you know because it's it's full of stuff that I use you know what I mean it's right. not and so it's kind of a um, there's a little bit of a schizophrenic thing going on because it doesn't matter what it looks like in there you're not going to be forced to do anything insane when you come in here uh you're right. gonna be trained you know based on your needs not on what i like you know mm -hmm. you'll never do anything that i like so because right. i like weird stuff that's not you know people don't usually want to do you know so it, it is there's there's that you know kind of an identity crisis i think we've had mm -hmm. where you know we do cater to that i mean i have a powerlifting background and it's crazy in here when when you know the music's right. loud and stuff spits flying mm -hmm. you know it's crazy but when a uh, 40 something you know mother of two comes in <laughs> the yeah, music's different. different there's no spit yeah. there's no <laughs> if they want to use chalk they can they're perfectly welcome to the chalk bowl but uh right. you know it's not a requirement so mm -hmm. i think that's one place where we have um definitely not been able to kind of hone um our message to the you mm -hmm. know to the people in the area just to who we are on that on the training side for 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 people we're not some uh, stinky, sweaty place, you know, that's a very, mm -hmm. very clean, we're very clean. Yeah, <laughs> We've had to be right. very clean since 2020, yes. but, uh, <laughs> sure. cleaner yes, than ever. So, very, yes. So it's, that's definitely been a place where we've, with, with the ads we've done, like on Facebook and, uh, Instagram, um, just telling people that the gym is here and even the name alone, Lone Star Barbell Club, the word barbell can kind of, you know, 
it, it implies a certain mm-hmm. type of place, you know, in which right. we were mm-hmm. for the 20 years we were in the garage. We didn't yes. have a whole lot of regular people in there, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm not changing my name, but, uh, you know, right. but mm-hmm. it, it's the name alone kind of puts off some people who maybe think, oh, that place is too too intense for me or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, we kind of, the thing is, once they get in here, we do ramp it up and we do turn the intensity up on them. It's kind of like the frog on a hot plate. Don't know if you're familiar with that term or not, but, uh, right. you know, we just, they don't realize they're becoming awesome, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right, we, right. we start them off where they are and then we turn up the heat and before they know it, they're, they're setting PRs and doing stuff they didn't know they could ever do, you know, yeah, so we treat everyone, everyone's treated like an athlete in here, whether they're 70 or 17 so everybody mm-hmm. trains like an athlete and uh everyone's pushed to their you know whatever their particular you know limit is mm-hmm. so we just have to get better at letting people know that without them having to come and you know watch us for an hour you know what i mean <laughs> you sit right. and watch people train for an hour like oh they're doing you know they're regular people they they're doing regular things and and, and it's not just this crazy you know place so um that's one place i know we've we've come up short for sure. Yeah. And I mean, even through the ads that you're running or, or the posts that you're making on social media, you know, you could take one of the 40 something year old moms while they're working out and take a short video and use that as one of your ads. You know, if that's who you're looking to bring into the facility, because people want to see things that they can relate to. And, you know, you can get super specific as far as that goes. And then it kind of changes the uh, narrative and and people feel more comfortable with that. You know, I think a lot of times it's like people kind of overthink the the marketing thing and um, (laughs) everybody wants to (laughs) throw out like this really nice looking photo of the gym or like this really professional video or and that doesn't really convert well because people can't really relate to that, you know, but when you post something that's organic and somebody right. actually in your facility working out, that's like the person that you're looking to draw in, that's where things start to move. Connection in. makes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we have started I mean, going more that direction to, just to be, to, to, yeah. to let you know, that is kind mm-hmm. of the, that was the consensus opinion from between my think tank, which is my wife and I, uh, yeah. is that we need to start featuring more of the ladies who are in here and have been right. here and have, mm-hmm. have made, you know, drastic changes to their, yeah. to their physiques, you know, right. um, but, you know, and then show them in here not being, you know, murdered. They're, <laughs> they're being yeah, helped, they're right. not being tortured. So exactly. yeah, that's, we have kind of shifted that direction. Um, mm-hmm. We just have to do more of it. We kind of backed off a little bit because we had reached a, a number that I was fairly comfortable just kind of hanging at for a while. And then, mm-hmm. of course, like I said, we have a little bit of a turnover. And then, of course, the new model came in with the clinic and everything. And we're like, oh, shoot, we need to yeah. we need to bump this thing up and, and, and get Definitely. a little bit more serious about it, you know, so. Yeah. And, and especially from a revenue standpoint, you know, if you're looking to get into a larger facility, obviously that increases overhead. And then we're adding in all of these other services as well on top of it. So it becomes a situation where it's like, okay, we need to grow this base membership and then kind of expand from there. And on the general population side of things, general population typically provides a really good foundation for the business. Even if that's not necessarily your main focus or why you opened the facility, like in martial arts, for example, we've got a lot of martial arts gyms that I speak with and they opened to focus on 
Muay Thai, training fighters, for example. Right. But they don't have any money. <laughs> there isn't typically a huge market for that. And, and right. that's, that training doesn't, doesn't typically support the facility. So it's like, then they're right. offering a cardio kickboxing class and they've got a hundred members who are paying for that on a monthly basis that supports right. the business. And then that allows them to do the other piece that they actually open the business for. So right. that's a, a, a big thing that I think a lot of people kind of miss out on because they're so specific about why they open the business and what they're passionate about. And obviously that's huge. That's, that's why you do it. But sometimes you've just got to think, um, you know, what's going to keep the doors open and support the business, provide that solid foundation because you can't build a house on sand. Uh, and then, um, you know, focus your attention from there to what it is that you really enjoy doing. So that's, you can't, you can't train yourself. I mean, you can't train yourself. And that's kind of what you, right. when you start this, you're thinking about mm -hmm. yourself yes. and there's not enough of you out there to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't, you can't have a bunch of clients that train like you and think like you and, and, and approach this thing the way you do, because, right. you know, I'm like, I'm, I know I'm, you know, an unusual case. You mm -hmm. know, I've been, I've been doing this since I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So over 40 years and I've never, I love it more now than I've ever loved it. So, I know I'm not the normal clientele, you know, but I know what mm -hmm. you're saying when you're opening a place and you're passionate about a particular, whether it's training, lifting, or whether it's, you know, with the martial arts, whatever it may be, that's mm -hmm. what, that's what you want to come in as people that are like you, passionate of those like you are, but that's just not, there's not enough of those out there to pay your rent. And that was one of the things yeah, I right. kind of ran into is like, okay, it can't be, you can't feel like you're selling out or you're or you're, you know, betraying your yourself by having people do very simple things with very, like a kickboxing class, like you're saying, but that's nothing mm -hmm. like train, training Muay Thai. I mean, that's as far removed from that as you could possibly get, you know, I've seen Muay Thai training. It's intense stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But, I mean, depending on who's teaching the class and what style of training they're doing. Yeah. There we go. No, and it can good. also lead, it can also lead to something, like I said, we bring them in, we do what they can do and they don't know they're being Mm -hmm. push to the point where they're able to do some stuff that I mean I have a, a female client here she's in her mid 40s and her strength level now is I mean if I put her in a powerlifting meet in three or four months she could break some records she doesn't want to do that and I'm not asking her to but I'm just saying right. she has she's gotten really strong since she's been in here and she doesn't right. even really know it which is kind of fun mm -hmm. it's like you don't even know how strong you are you know so um you know I think that was one of the things that, that when we first came in here I was so used to training uh for the last you know, 15 years in the garage, it was all kids who wanted to get better. Right. It was all football kids. Let's, I'm, you know, I'll be honest, that's all it was, was football players. And they wanted to either start or they wanted to play in college or, or they wanted to go from JV to varsity or they wanted to go from D2 to D1. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they came in and they were, I mean, I could have hit them in the head with a hammer and they would have thanked me. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a very different mm -hmm. type of, different, different type of uh, training. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when I came over here and I kind of went back to what I did in the early nineties, when I started training in commercial gyms, that was all just, you know, stay at home moms or, or guys that, uh, you know, businessmen or whatever. That's all I ever trained back in those days. So I had mm -hmm. to kind of shift my brain back to that, you know? And so that there was a little hiccup there. There's been a lot of hiccups. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. This is, you know, it's weird. You dream about doing something for as long as I have and did. And then when it finally comes to pass and it looks like it looks nothing like you thought it was going to look, it was mm -hmm. a little bit, it was almost, uh, I mean, I went through a little bout of depression over it. I was like, 
yeah, I don't even like, I don't even like this. This is not what I yeah. thought it was going to be. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. that's how I found myself almost dreading coming into a place that I dreamed of having for two decades. So yeah, it was weird. I didn't know what to do with that. You know, I didn't know how to uh, process that whole thing for a while. So um, there's been a lot of things we've had to to work through in just a short two period, two year period, you know, but it's been right. a very intense two years as everybody mm-hmm. knows. <laughs> it's been yes. probably been a decade's worth of uh, ups and downs in the last two years, but um, for sure, yeah, yeah. But it's it's we we we're still here. We're still open. So there's something to be said for that, mm-hmm. and we're we're learning as we go, like anybody else would have to do, you know. So right. But you gotta you gotta be willing to you gotta be open minded and willing to to learn it and willing to kind of check your ego at the door and check your perfect client at the door or whatever it may be. There is no mm-hmm. such there is no such thing. Yeah. You, know, mm-hmm. you just have to do your job and, and, and do it as well for a kid who's super, you know, passionate about training and somebody who's in here because their doctor said, if they don't lose 50 pounds, they're going to die. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing to keep in mind is that you are not your customer either. Right. I think that that's something that's really hard to kind of get past you know it's like it's you want people like you in your facility but then it's like those people aren't looking for trainers no you know those people aren't looking for for gyms uh so it's it's important to keep in mind that you are not your customer and the people that you're serving aren't necessarily you um and that can be really hard to kind of get out of that mindset and get specific about who you want in your gym and talk to them specifically when you are marketing and when you are getting the word out there uh, to grow the membership in, in the right way. Right. Yeah. So uh, now before we wrap up here, one thing that I like to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, doing their own thing, what would that be? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> be ready like i just went over just a second ago just be ready for it to not look like you thought it was going to look um Mm -hmm. don't be surprised if everything about it is opposite of what you thought it was going to be especially if it's something you've been dreaming of doing for any length of time because the longer you've been hoping to do it the more grandiose and and big it gets in your in your mind you know um Mm -hmm. you build into this this shangri-la when it's not uh be, you know, just be prepared for a lot, a lot of the things about just day-to-day, just business operations and things like that, insurance, mm-hmm. you know, utilities, things that I never right. had to do before the house, um, mm-hmm. dealing with, uh, with all that kind of stuff, liability insurance, of course, and, and, uh, all the things that come with just being a business owner. Um, if, if you've never done that before, um, it can be kind of daunting. So yeah. I would suggest either, learning as much about that as you can uh, through mm-hmm. self-study or have a t- team available, someone uh, professional that knows what they're doing in that, mm-hmm. in that part of it that can either help you or that you can uh, pay to, you know, to consult or, or, or to do it for you, whatever the case may right. be, depending mm-hmm. on how big, you know, how big your operation is. Um, if it's a little small one like mine, I don't, you know, I don't need a full-time accountant. <laughs> right. You know, I can count most of it on my fingers and toes right now, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, just just understand that whatever you dreamed about it being in your mind when you were formulating this plan, oh, it'd be so great to have my own place, wouldn't have to go to XYZ and try to work around them and all whatever it is, the Globo gyms and all the things we deal with. Uh, I hadn't been in a commercial gym in over 20 years, so I don't know what they look like anymore. But mm-hmm. um, just understand that once the door is open, 
uh, from that point on, it's not going to look anything like you thought. <laughs> and just if you know that, if I'd have known that going in, it wouldn't have been such a almost kind of a crushing thing for me. And I felt almost like I was beginning to dislike the thing that I loved for right. most of my life. You know, uh, mm -hmm. if you can avoid that, you'll be well ahead of the game because that can be and that can cause you just to lose, you know, if you lose your desire to do what you're doing, then it's going to be reflected in how you do it. Um, Absolutely. Your clientele is going to notice pretty quick mm -hmm. that you're checked out or whatever. And then that's, you know, you're, you're on your way to closing the door you waited so long to open. So right. um, that'd probably be my number one piece of advice is just dream, dream the biggest dream you can. That's great. Um, I'm a dreamer. That's my thing. Um, but you have to be a little practical with it as well. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And just understand there's a lot of things, you know, you don't dream about all the mundane things. You don't dream about, no. you know, the stuff that sucks. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And it's going to be there, you know, you can't avoid it. So mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to dream about it and come up with horrible scenarios in your mind, but just understand that when you're in business and actually open, you know, day to day, you're going to, uh, especially when you're doing everything like I am, um, you're going to face a lot of stuff that you don't like and don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really care so much about that. I understand things have to be done. That doesn't really bother me. For me, it was more the dream of having a space and how it would be and how how it would flow and how it would be so awesome. I'd have to like turn people away and get a waiting list. And you know what I mean? All these things in my mind, I was thinking were going to happen and mm -hmm. none of them happened. So that was the biggest shock to me. It was like, where are all the people? They're supposed to be breaking down my door, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I'm so great and so awesome or whatever. You know, I'm not, don't really think that about myself. But you know, that was the, that was the buildup in my, you know, I had 20 years to think about this. So no. uh, when I opened, I was like, all you hear is crickets. You know, it's like, where is everybody? Right. You know, we spent a whole lot of money to open this place and uh, a lot of money on equipment. And, and I've, you know, I know what I'm doing. So why doesn't everybody else just know it and show up? Yes. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You don't want to be the best kept secret in town. Well, that's unfortunately, I think you could write that on my, on my biography <laughs> right now. <laughs> At least in my all mind, right. that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Ron from Lone Star Barbell Club in Texas, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives every day. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Patrick Pikarzik from Integrate in Madison, Wisconsin, and worldwide on the remote or on the remote training front. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great. Awesome. I am excited to have you um, hear about your business model, what you're all about. So give us the lowdown. Yeah. So, so Integra Performance is something I started now almost three years ago, right out of grad school. 
I initially started with two fellas and now it's just me kind of solo in the business. So primarily online-based business, few clients I have in person, the online stuff, I use software uh, to deliver the programs uh, with the whole point of the business for me was to bring an nutrition aspect to it since that's my education background. So I have a dietetics degree uh, from my undergrad, did a dietetic internship, uh, studying to become a dietitian, hopefully by Friday. <laughs> uh, so in a couple of days here, uh, then my master's nutrition exercise science. So I wanted to find a way to integrate uh, nutrition with training or coaching uh, just because nobody that I saw or heard of was doing it very well or at a large enough scale. So that's something that I thought I could offer that would be uh, both different in the market and to the consumer. You know, you kind of need both, right? Like you can't really just get away with the training or just get away with the nutrition. And oftentimes I would see that as a problem. Like my first ever training job, like uh, a lot of the trainers, they knew somewhat how to train people if, if you were lucky. Uh, it was just like a regular commercial gym. And then their nutrition advice was pretty terrible. So, you know, they would just tell you like, oh, just eat chicken and rice every meal or whatever. It was pretty like not very precise. And then uh, same thing on the other end. So we'd have these dietitians, you know, they did all right with nutrition for the most part. Sometimes they were even good. And then they knew nothing about training. So it's like one, one of these people can take you halfway there. And then the other could take you halfway there. So you either need to work with both of them or find them or just always kind of missing a piece. So Integra, it's about integrating both aspects. That's kind of where the name comes from. And then grit aspect, like, you know, training has to be tough. Uh, sorry, that it is what it is for it to work. All right, man. So I love the the unique approach, especially in my favorite, um, you know, fitness businesses, fitness concepts. And this this sounds like it would be obvious, but it's it's not these days. Are results focused, right? You mm -hmm. you basically in my world there are, there are different buckets, but really you have concepts that are just filling a need of somebody who just wants to get sweaty or who just wants to check the box that they exercise or they just want to feel like they're doing something. And then the other bucket is wanting to take those people who have, who have a goal and actually being results focused and, and knowing that it's going to take a few different pieces, however you put it together and really going these are your goals. This is how you're going to get there. This is what we're going to do. And you either want to work with me or we're not a good fit. And it sounds like you've really taken that to heart and gone all in on the, if you're, if you're here for results and you want them the way that I, I want to execute it. Great. Otherwise there's a million other options. Right. Yeah. That's mostly what I'm interested in. You know, I don't really care to work with people that just want one or the other for the most part. So like, you know, if you just want just nutrition or just training, like too bad, so sad. The only exceptions I made were at first with the business. Uh, so I had a few guys that were, you know, they were pretty serious about training already and their nutrition was all right. So them I took on with, with you know, just doing one. But for the most part, if you're a, a gen pop or, or quote unquote normie client, uh, then, you know, if you just want to do just the nutrition or just the training, like, uh, yeah, I can't I really can't take you on because then it, it's almost like a re reflects on you as the coach or the business owner. Like if you have 12, 16, 24 weeks or a year with this person, and you get them no progress. It's like, you look, you look like you don't know what you're doing or someone incompetent, at least in my eyes, you know, like if, if you went to a dietitian and you were still fat, for example, like I would look at the dietitian and be like, well, what the heck is this person doing with you? Like you look the same. You're just as unhealthy as you were before. Like nothing's changed. You just tell me about how much money you spend on this person each month. So that's the, that's the last image I want, you know, like my reputation or like uh, the type of coaching we do, like I'd rather uh, I'd rather it be kind of like more velvet rope or higher kind of like hurdles to kind of get into my program. Uh, that way, the people that are doing it, like, you know, they're already kind of there. Like, it's harder to find those people, but 
um, they tend to be more committed and they stay on the program longer. Like I've had some people that have been with me since like day one, basically. So, so when I, the month I started my business, I have a couple of clients that have been with me since and granted, they don't pay the same as some clients now, but like, um, I just love coaching them. You know, uh, that, that's the biggest thing. It's just like, it fulfills me too, to have those people on board. They're very low maintenance. <laughs> uh, you know, they get the training, they love it. Uh, we make some modifications for them. Um, but it's great. It's great to have those people and like really dedicated people to work with. That's like a coach's dream, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you made this decision really from, from day one or very early on that you weren't going to try to service, you know, 20, 20 people in a group class setting and be a, be a boot camp coach, or you weren't going to be the guy who just says, I'll do your nutrition and go work out however you want. You had a, a pretty solid idea. It, it took a couple of iterations. I think it sounds like for you to be able yeah. to narrow down exactly who you want, but really of I'm going to find these people who want my, my fitness coaching. They want my nutrition coaching. They want these results. And, you know, whatever that number is going to turn out to be, you'll figure out who those people are. And, um, you know, with the, the advent of remote and technology, you're not just limited to people that you can train that are in Madison or in your area. So you, you went with it, you went all in. And then this is a, this is a business model you chose to adopt. How have you gone about trying to find those people who can be a little bit of a needle in a haystack that you want to train that you're excited about having on your roster what's worked for you and, and what hasn't worked? Yeah. I mean, lead acquisition is definitely tougher if you don't have like a brick and mortar location, you know, nobody sees my sign all over the place. They don't hear about me. Uh, it's more like underground. I think it's kind of better to play to that strength too. Like be the, be the underground guy or be the underground coach. Like, um, like kind of like embrace that, that, that reality, you know, it is what it is. Um, you could also have ads, that type of stuff. Um, I'm not like too great at that stuff yet. Most of my clients come from word of mouth, which is like, you know, at first with any business, like let alone just like coaching, but like going like a cupcake store or bakery or whatever, like the best way to get people in the door isn't necessarily have like a fancy sign or like, you know, if you have a nice storefront, that's great. You're probably paying a lot for rent though. <laughs> uh, so like at that point, like just getting people in with something like a good initial offer, like, Hey, I'll do this for you for, you know, we'll do a two week trial or we'll do this or we'll do that. Um, but that's why I always extend to people is like a two week coaching trial. You know, even, even if we're on a call together, they're like, Hey, like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm like, you know, that's fine. You know, overcome some objections with them. They're still like, ah, I'm not sure. I'm like, you know what? You got nothing to lose though. Let's just try two weeks, see how it goes. If it's not a right fit, it's not a right fit. You didn't lose any money. I didn't lose much time. You know, <laughs> like everybody kind of wins here. Uh, so it's definitely hard to define people, but I find word of mouth, like the, the type of client you get through word of mouth tends to be, um, like I said too, like more committed. Uh, they already kind of trust you. They're pre-qualified because they know somebody that knows you that got results, uh, which is a lot easier to sell that type of person. Like, like your close rate's always going to be better with someone like that than like somebody off the street that you don't know, never met, barely know their first name, just know what they told you in the last like 30 minutes. Uh, it's not impossible to sell them, but you know, definitely not more difficult for online where you're standing behind the camera. Uh, I'm more of like a, I'm more charismatic in person than I am on, on phone or video. <laughs> so people like me more in person than they do online. I think. Hey man, I like you just fine over video here, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not in the market for a trainer right now. So maybe maybe we're not the best mix. Right. But um, the, the next, I mean, word of mouth and referrals are, they're always, it's fantastic, right? It's always mm -hmm. the, the best conversations. They're always, if we could have an endless stream of that, that would be great. 
unfortunately, a reality is generally speaking, most businesses don't have that. So um, we connected over social media, um, your Instagram, I found to be very, very on brand, on point, a good aesthetic. It looks very clean and professional. Uh, there's a lot of good information there. Are you pulling any clients um, through conversations that are started by your social media following? And if so, what do those conversations look like? And, and how are they similar and alike with your referral word of mouth customers? To be honest, not too much just yet. Um, I don't like spending too much time on social media. It's one thing I should be doing. And I think if this was something I was doing predominantly or full time, um, I'd probably spend like one, two, up to four hours a day doing it. Uh, that's one thing in the past I've had some consulting or coaching that, that, was, uh, that I paid for uh, that they really recommended to, to fill our program was just, you know, contact people on social media, liking posts, commenting on their posts, starting those discussions. I think that's great advice. Uh, I just haven't like executed it too much, to be honest. Uh, a lot of it's just I'm trying to produce a lot of good content uh, just to fill my page first. And then from there, I really want to like reach out to people because then you kind of build that trust. You know, like if you have a if you have like a page with 10 posts. And you're kind of reaching out to people. They're like, who is this guy? Like he just started a fitness page. He's showing his abs. Uh, not that I show my abs, but some of these dudes do. Uh, they're like, he could bench 400. Not that I can bench 400, but some of them can. Uh, so, so they don't really care. They don't really trust you. So I mean, like just building that credibility first, getting like a good amount of subscribe or followers rather, uh, having people trust your content really, then letting them kind of ask me the questions. I like to do Q and A's a lot for that, for example. Like um, I'll ask a question, like nutrition question. I'll have somebody ask me something. Uh, sometimes, you know, don't be afraid, like, ask yourself questions. So like I ask myself questions from my personal page, my business page, just to get the conversation going. Um, I don't think that's like, you know, if anybody asked me that, like, do you ask yourself this question? I'd be like, yes. I'm not gonna lie to them and be like, yes, I had 10 people ask the questions. It's like, no, sometimes it's two of those questions are mine. <laughs> and that's just like, once people see that, like the, the post is engaging, then they'll engage with you. Uh, I think like when they see a post that has like two likes, nobody's commenting on it. They're less likely to comment on it. Same thing with like your stories. Like if they're uh, there's like nobody, you ask a question, like, what's your favorite meal to, to eat? And like, nobody answers it, then probably nobody's going to like keep answering it. You know, like you got to ask yourself some of those questions or, or answer them and like share those responses. Uh, and that's how you really get that conversation going. Cause people will still bring up like stuff you maybe never even thought about too. They can kind of delve into different topics or you just like give yourself more content to work from because you're like, Oh, people keep asking about this. Let me make a post about that. And then you're just genuinely helping people. Uh, so rather than like letting social media stress you, like, you know, what should I post? I don't know what to post. What, what the heck do I do? It's just like, people are already asking questions all the time. Just post about that, you know, make it easy on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that you point out is, you know, I think we call it a lot. There's a, a snowball effect. Like nobody wants to be the first or second person to like or comment. Mm -hmm. But if you do something, you know, you get those first people kind of off, off the fence and, and they start it. And then it does really start to snowball. And then if you go back, and engage in the comments or DMs or however it is, then that, you know, it takes one or two of those kind of catches fire. And now all of a sudden, you know, you pick up 40 followers or, you know, somebody reaches out that they want to be a client. So just being aware that, you know, you're posting for the sake of building your brand equity, building your expert positioning, and not mm -hmm. every single thing you post is going to be a home run. Oh, yeah. But as long as you're giving value every single time, you know, you don't, you don't need to hit a home run every time. It's just being aware of those opportunities and knowing, all right, this one got a lot of engagement. This might be the day where I spend a little time on social media because I actually, I hit something here and, 
you know, you put it in your mental, you know, kind of mental data bank of, all right, well, when I post this, I get a good response. So you're at least mm -hmm. able to curate your own content and know, all right, this is what people, what my audience resonates with. So maybe I'll think about other things there. So I think. Right. It's almost like baseball, get, like, like, uh, like a baseball game. Like I, rather than trying to go for the home run every time, just, just hit a few singles, you know, get a few guys on base and yeah. then go for the grand slam. Like that's always good. That's a bigger payoff, right? Like if I hit a home run when the bases are loaded, that's four points. If I hit a home run, which is me, that's one point, right? So that's four times a return. So same thing with like social media. Like if you're just posting good content, like <laughs> you're getting people on base, you know, you might not, you're probably not going to convert anybody that likes your posts to be honest until you communicate with them. But like uh, you're getting them to trust you, you're getting them to like your content and then they start appreciating you. And um, then once you kind of built that trust, then you could kind of like, you know, pitch them something. And that's why you could tell with pages too, like some people are just too, uh, too pitchy <laughs> with, with a P not a B. Uh, so like yeah. they just pitch too much. Like every post is like a promotion. Like people hate that. You know, if you follow the page like that for any business, you would probably unfollow pretty quick. It's like, Oh, this guy just keeps trying to sell me stuff. It's like, you know, social media is a, a harder game than some people make it out to be. Like it should be, it's a lot of work if you're actually doing it and actually playing that game. Uh, the good thing is like, it's basically free, right? Like you're just posting, talking to people, but that's a trade-off. Like it's free, but it's very time consuming if you're doing it the right way. Whereas like some of the more passive stuff like Facebook ads or Google or whatever, uh, like that's going to be obviously more passive. You make the ad, let it run, put it through a funnel, all that fancy stuff. But then, you know, then you spend all that money. So it's like, you gotta, there's always a, a, a risk and reward for everything. Some things are better than others, probably better to do both. Uh, it's just that, you know, it's, it's your degree of risk and how much money you have, how much time you have. Uh, that's just something the coach has to weigh. Yeah. Two big points that you hit. I mean, you hit a few things, but two things I want to, I want to make sure I highlight there is one um, when it comes to, you know, whether or not you consider yourself a salesperson or in a sales business, you know, there's, there's no way you can deny if you want to help people, whatever the business is that you're in, but especially us in fitness, health and wellness, a sale has to transact before you can actually help somebody, you know, whether it's selling people on your free trial or selling them on your program. So the thing that you hit on there is some of the, the best ways to make that process work a lot better is if you get people to know, like, and trust you. Right. Yep. And so if you're, if your aim of whatever content you're putting out is to sell, it's going to come across as, Hey, you know what? It's the, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I just met you and this is crazy, you know, but like <laughs> buy my product, buy my product, maybe <laughs> like that doesn't work. Or if it does, it's because you have some wild offer. But for the most part, if you're looking for longevity, it's like, Hey, is this going to help get people to know, like, and trust me? And then am I curating a following of those types of people who, when the time is right, are going to raise their hand and say, Patrick, I, I'm ready to do something. I think you're the guy. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation becomes much more just about, you're right. I can help you. This is how I would see things looking for you. Are you in or are you not? A lot, yeah. a lot different than hey, total stranger, do yeah. you want to come and, and do this thing that's going to be really hard and take a while? Yeah, promise you I'll charge you a fair amount. Give me your yeah, credit. I, I think that's a common misconception too. People just think like, you know, like I'll post my thing on social media and like, you know, if you, if you build it, they will come. It's like, probably not, man. Like if, if you look at too, like it's just a, it's, it's a traditional way of doing business, but applied in a, in the new, new world, you know? So like back in the day, like 
you, you didn't have the internet. So you had to like walk into a storefront and then you had a window shop bid, then buy something. It's the same way now, except it's all virtual. So like before anybody buys anything, like your, your storefronts, your Instagram page, your Facebook page, whatever. So people go in and like, oh, what's this, what's that? And then they're basically like walking in and out of your store every time they go on your social media. So, um, you, and you know, like the store obviously has price tags, but it's not like you have a t-shirt and you have a small price tag. You don't just have a t-shirt with like a giant like price painted on it, you know? it's not meant to like be in your face that way. So same thing with your Instagram, like, you know, like they make, they, for example, like a Kohl's or a department store, like there's a reason they lay it out a certain way. Uh, there is like, you know, I don't know it, the exact reason, but I'm sure they hire psychologists and like people to uh, like logisticians. And like, you know, when people walk in the store, what do they do? Uh, for example, there's an Amazon return center in the back of a Kohl's. It's like, why is it in the back and on the front? Everything else is in the front, right? They want you to walk through the store, get, get your $5 off coupon after returning your item for free, and then you could buy something in the store because you just walk through it, you browse the whole store basically. I was sitting with your Instagram, like you want people to browse it. You want people to look at your post, be like, oh, this guy does nutrition. And it's like, oh, this one's about this. Uh, I like his messaging here. Oh, he's kind of crude. I like that. <laughs> uh, so like, like, you know, and just be yourself, you know, and people kind of appreciate that uh, rather than look like a phony and like be pitching stuff. And like, uh, I, I think that's where a lot of like more smaller gyms that don't understand social media do. They try to treat it like an ad space um, rather than just like, you know, this is our business. Uh, when you walk in, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And some of that, I think it is relative to where you are as a business, what kind of net you're casting, you know, for you or people like you specifically who are, you know, a small operation, whether it's one man show, a few coaches, you know, trying to have a smaller, higher end class of, of clients. You know, I, I think people who follow Gary V will well, here he always talks about kind of the jab, jab, hook theory of like, you know, little, little, little. And I think on social media, what we see work the best with independent trainers, with people who, you know, have a, let's call it, you know, less than 200 clients they're working with, sometimes less than 100 clients, is the jabs are you know, every post value, 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 value. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody engages you in a way that it looks like you can help, it's a direct conversation with them. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, Joe just liked your 33rd post in a row, or you, you know, you get the notification and someone goes down and likes all your stuff. Right. And then it's a conversation like, Hey man, I, I can see that you're stalking my page. Like, this is pretty cool. Are you, are you a bot from, you know, Botswana or yeah. <laughs> are you a real human? And then you it's real, like, yeah. you know, it starts a conversation. It's like, well, yeah, I've been following your stuff and, you know, I'm thinking about doing something and then you can have a real conversation. You're like, Hey, I, I gave you all this good stuff for free. And yeah, you probably could just follow my page and learn a lot. But if you want to get there faster or, you know, you want someone to show you I'm that dude. And then you can, it's just a, a, a more, organic conversation it's more natural sometimes finding the right timing and the right wording to say those things can be a little bit can be tough there's a lot of you yeah, know we so. talk about a combination of trial by trial and error and trial by fire but um it's so much more enjoyable to have those conversations especially when you're at a smaller scale you know um mm -hmm. uh 24-hour fitness or lifetime fitness they can't do that there's not, oh, yeah, no, not even yet. if they have a social media manager or something like that, like they're just like, can we, can we sign up 30 people today? Right. right and yeah. because 25, volume, 25 people left. It's just, it's a, it's a different game. So, all right. I think we've kind of, um, we've, we've beat the marketing horse to death a little bit. Yep. And I, it is very important, but 
Um, again, for people in your shoes, um, I think another, the, the next natural conversation and where a lot of evolutions happening over the last couple of years through social media and through in-person is, you know, what does a fitness sale look like in different instances? So for you, um, a lot of your clientele is remote. So once you get somebody interested, what does your process look like? Are you doing Zoom meetings like we're doing right now yeah. for consultations? Um, you know, are you, do you have a prescriptive approach? How do you determine, you know, hey, Dom, like you want to get here. This is what I see. These are my options. I know you've got a very narrow set of options for people. So you don't give them a lot of decision fatigue. So give me a little bit of what that looks like. Yeah, exactly. So I, I pretty much direct people to one option. It's like the whole shebang, you know, the training, the nutrition, both custom. Uh, that's why I pitch first. I act like there's nothing else that exists. Uh, just to let people know, it's like, you know, if, if I actually want to help you, why wouldn't I give you the best thing that would help you? And, you know, I, I believe in myself, crazy idea, right? Uh, <laughs> I believe in myself. So I believe that I could actually help you, and especially the, the higher value product, like if I'm doing custom both. Uh, so typically I start with a Zoom call. Uh, in the Zoom call, I kind of show them like everything I have to offer. So I show them my, I recently found out how to screen share my phone on Zoom. That was cool. I uh, learned stuff every day, you know? Uh, so with that, right. I show them the app I use. Yeah. So I show them like, hey, this is how you get your workouts. You see your calendar here. You track your progress. There's videos with the workouts. You track your sets, reps. Uh, we have a forum where like you guys, it's almost like a Facebook group you guys can post in. Here are all my resources. Um, like my ebook's free. Um, this is all the stuff you get. And they're like, wow, you got an app? It's like, yeah, I'm like a tech wizard or whatever. Um, it's not that difficult to set up though, but you look like a professional. Like you position yourself as like, if they talk to another coach, like you just made them look like a complete amateur. Like, like that's my goal during this call. Um, the other thing I show them is like, you know, nutrition. This is the app we use. This is why we use it. This is kind of like our process. Um, this is how it'll get you there. Uh, so that's the stuff I show them like after kind of doing like a intake. So, you know, what are your goals? Uh, you know, this is kind of standard questions. I have a, like eight to 10, I typically say, what are your goals? What's your commitment? One to 10. Um, I asked them like, you know, if their commitment is, isn't usually it's like a seven, nine. I asked them why it's not 10. <laughs> uh, and usually people are like, I don't know, or like a question. Uh, and I asked them like, if it was 10 out of 10, would you get better results? And then they're like, well, yeah. Like, is that, is that like a trick question? I'm like, no, it's a, you know, like obvious question. That's you're just trying to get them to the point of like, what would what would like serious commitment look like, and are they willing to go like somewhere near there? You know, you don't need everybody at a ten out of ten, but if they're like, yeah, I can go from a seven to an eight, it's like cool. So like, you're willing to put in the work, and that's kind of what, what I'm assessing for. Um, so from the Zoom call, from there, I show them everything, and then you know, I say like, this is the cost of the program. Uh, what do you think about that? Or like, you know, like this is the cost program. I do a minimum four month commitment now, uh, so I tell them like, you know, the only thing I ask of you. It's uh, X amount per month and you have to do it for at least four months and just see what they kind of say from there. Okay. So you are, that's, that's kind of where I was leading towards it. <laughs> so you're giving people a minimum commitment time. And yep. I know there's a lot of psychology in getting people started, getting them invested, <laughs> showing those initial results. You know, it's, you know, people yep. always think that motivation precedes results but, you know, more and more science comes out is that actually people who see that, who get that initial win, who start to see progress, actually find more motivation and it. It starts to become ingrained um, in, their, in their lives, in their, in their daily activities. So um, as far as timeframes go, this, is, this <laughs> has been an interesting thing for me. And we find that, again, and I, I hate to, you know, 
put everything into this, this binary, it's this or that. But <laughs> as far as coaching programs go, we see people either go open-ended like, Hey, work with me. You know, we're going to meet, you know, this many times a month, it costs this. And it's just, you know, this, this concept of perpetuity yep. versus saying, you know, Hey, Dom, you want to lose 50 pounds. Uh, in order for us to do this in a smart, sustainable way, that's going to take about a year. And yep. we probably want to work together for another six months after that for maintenance to make sure that you're set up. So I'm looking at, you know, 18 months of us working together um, mm -hmm. to make sure that you have a, a lifelong results. Do you find that you fall one way or the other in those, or are you still kind of working your way through those iterations? Kind of working my way through, but with in-person clients, I kind of do that. So I, if some in person like weight loss is the easiest one, if they're like, I want to lose 20 pounds, I'm like, cool. So roughly you can expect to lose half to 1% a week. That's a healthy range of weight loss. You know, anymore you're risking losing muscle, any less and it's too slow. It might be like a margin of error. Like we don't even know if you're losing fat, it could be water. Um, so I tell them, you know, based on that, uh, we have somewhere between 20 to, to 40 weeks, you know, and then I tell them, you know, based on that, we should work this long. Um, and then it's very easy with weight loss to see like, oh, okay. Uh, and then we, what I usually tell people is like, you know, I do nutrition periodization. So we do like a maintenance, so, uh, a cutting, uh, bulking and a reverse dieting phase. So I want to take you through all four phases. And that way, we're like when you lose the weight, you can keep it off and you know how to do that in case like you want to in the future or you want to improve your body composition further. And so for that, I can't do it in 30 days. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, that makes sense. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I like the longer term approach. I think people are just scared. Uh, people are scared to do like the 30 day challenge now because they're like, you know, that's disingenuous. So you can't get anybody results in 30 days, like sort of, but, but like you said too, if you get them really motivated in those 30 days, maybe they'll continue those habits. And same thing with like the long-term people are like, you know, they're scared to sell the year, year and a half long program. And then like, you know, like it is scary to tell someone like, yeah, you need to commit for two years. Uh, there was actually a coach. Uh, he was on the podcast with Tim Ferriss, the Polish weightlifting coach in California, or he lives in California now. And he was talking about like, he tells all his clients, I think they need four or five years to get results with him. And they still work with him. So, so you know, there, there is a right and a wrong way to do it. It's just about like, uh, like for one, if you need to like survive, <laughs> it's going to be very hard to like get people to commit, you know, if this is your only source of income to like a four-year program. But for the most part, like there is a right and a wrong way to do it if you want to do both. And I think it's like very possible to, to sell people on long-term commitment if, you're, if your offer is, is really good, especially, or if you have like a long-term plan. And especially if you have results, you're like, hey, this guy worked with me for, for 14 months, you know, like instead of working with me for four minimum, why don't we start with six or, or however you want to phrase it. But that's what I do too. Like with my, uh, it's a four month minimum. When I tell them is I need at least a 30 day cancellation because I already make a program a month in advance. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to do all this work and not get paid. Right. And you know, when usually I just straight up tell the client that they're like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I want you to get paid. And it's like, you know, it's a respectful thing to do. Right. Uh, and then I tell them like, you know, a 30 day cancellation. Uh, and then I'll, I'll even remind you like 30 days out if you want to cancel for the next month. And usually people feel weird about it, you know, so you want to make them not feel weird about it. So I like telling them that usually people don't cancel after the first three or four months. So like, like, you know, like they're extending it anyway. And then they have to kind of decide, you know, when they tell you like, Hey, I need, uh, I want to cancel after 30 days. You got 30 days to resell them then. You know what I mean? You got a 30 day period where they get like another trial and you're like, you know, like maybe like, let's think about it, you know, 30 days, I'll put your billing on pause or I'll just cancel it, whatever. I'll make sure you don't get billed. And then like maybe every week or two, you're like, hey, this is happening. Maybe we should do another month or two. Maybe we should do another six months, whatever. Uh, but at least you have that 30-day period to kind of like resell the client if you need to. They're not just gone immediately. 
And I think that's a big mistake I made at first. I didn't put any timeframes on people. I'm just like, yeah, work with me. They're like, great. And then after 30 days, like, yeah, I need to cancel. I'm like, bro, like I can't, I can't like the, the way, you know, with, 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 with training, like the way, if you're doing it effectively, like it's going to take months or years to get like considerable resort results, like strength, hypertrophy, whatever, like body comp that's maintainable. So like you're, you're doing people a disservice by, by making, by not giving them like a time frame, a realistic one, you know, like you said, like it might be a year, year and a half, but uh, have that conversation now. So like two months in, they're not like, I don't have abs yet. What the hell? And you're like, well, we had this discussion before Janet, like you're not going to get abs in two months. So. Yeah. And I think that comes back to where we started. The conversation was if you're going to be a results focused, you know, client base that you're trying to attract, those are the type of conversations you need to have. You can't, you can't have it both ways. So yep. Um, one more topic that I just want to touch on, and, and it's probably not going to be too involved, but you've mentioned the software platform that you use, having an app, the professionalization and, and how that factors in for remote coaching. Um, what software, other software platforms have you tried, if any, and, and what's the one that you landed on um, as far as what you're using to disseminate your program? Yeah, so full disclosure, I, I do consult for, for, for the platform I use. Um, and, and so with them too, but they are the best platform. Like from what I've seen, uh, from the features I explored, I wouldn't be using anything else if I didn't think it was the best, but just full disclaimer. Uh, so I use a platform called Everfit. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So on there, like I said, like the, the workouts are on there. It's similar to like uh, train heroic train rise. It's a little bit more affordable than those things. And you get a little more features. Um, so on there is like a Facebook group or forum. So instead of like making a Facebook group, well, one thing with clients is like, they, they have so many apps on their phone already. So if you tell me like, you need this, this nutrition app, this training app, the Facebook app, you need like this for messaging, you need this for billing. It's like, they're like, holy shit. Like you just dropped the bomb on me. I can't remember all that. <laughs> so, you know, th that app does everything, you know, you could sync it with my fitness pal, which I don't use, but you could. Uh, so with that too, like I have a community on there, a community page. I post some stuff on there weekly, just like exclusive type of content or answering video based questions, like three to five minutes, that type of stuff. Um, with the app, like, you know, clients track all the workouts on there. Um, it looks really professional. Like I said, I think that's the main thing with coaching. Like when, when a lot of people start off, they take money with Venmo. Uh, they, they like send clients like a, like a Google, like doc, not even a Google sheet, like a Google sheet, like, like a word document of like the program. I'm like, bro, you're, you're running your business like a drug dealer. You know what I mean? Like, like have some professionalism, you know what I mean? And training's the training and coaching is the one industry where, where people act like that's okay. You know, they're just like, Oh, I'm going to run it. Like it's like a, a meth lab in my kitchen. I'm like, bro, like, like use, use PayPal or use like wave app, which is what we use. Or like use square, like use all these like invoicing services that let you like take money. Like I just make an invoice and I get paid. I don't have to bother people like, like hire a collector to get my, my $50 from some dude every month. You know what I mean? Like just make it easy on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I saw a post from somebody I follow on, on social media that does a lot of consulting. And he said, uh, he said, he was talking about, you know, coaches using Venmo and he's like, hmm. I use Venmo for my weed dealer. Yeah. Not yeah. For my clients. He's like, so maybe, maybe get some type of software and there's so much out there now. So I appreciate you shedding a little light yeah. on that. So um, as we start to, to run down on time here, um, two questions I always like to get in one um, we're we're right at the beginning of 2022 um, businesses always have these annual goals. Um, I know that you are, you're, you have a full-time gig besides this. So really you have almost two full-time things that you do, but, but for the business, um, 
the online coaching and all that. What are your big milestones or goals for 2022? Sure. I'll, I'll share some of the ones that I can share. I, I want to keep my goals secret. That's uh, why I, I actually, I actually like that idea of like, you know, give your goals more power when they're secret. So you guys can try that out. Um, I won't get too into that though, but a lot of it's just like expanding more of uh, my recurring online people, um, pushing more content out, especially like free stuff, like my eBooks, um, just like fun, creating more funnels, for example, for clients. Um, those are like big goals, more like business related processes to like really attract and get new clients and to provide like a lot of value for people just up front. Um, and that's how I plan to kind of attract a lot of people to my business. So uh, having somewhere between like 30 to 50 reoccurring clients online um, that like is pretty much consistent, you know, it doesn't move out of that range. And that's like a manageable level to where, you know, like as a solo coach, 20 to 30 is like pretty good. Um, I found like once I start getting too much over 30, I start getting capped, especially since I'm so high touch with people. Uh, but I could get up to 50 if I find, you know, I have a couple of ways to scale it and et cetera. So that's the main goal, like getting up to 30 to 50 uh, and keeping that consistent throughout the year. And then just like, really, I really want like a huge bank of testimonials. Um, I would love to have that. You know, there's a guy on Instagram I follow that posts like a new testimonial every day or every couple of days I've never seen. And so this dude has like a wow. thousand, I think he has like 10,000 testimonials. It's crazy. So I want something like that. You know, I want like, uh, I have a, on my website, I have a testimonial page. I want that to have a hundred testimonials by the end of the year. I want just like a lot of social proof, a lot of social credit. I want to help a lot of people. That's the, that's the main like overarching kind of goal. And that's the mission with the business. You know, the, uh, the quote or our slogan is, is forging resilient humans through physical culture. So whatever achieves that mission is, is fine with me. Awesome. And then for you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, um, what, what skill or personality trait or education level? I know you're, what, we can't count getting the RD on Friday. Because yeah, no, that, yeah. <laughs> we know, right, we know that We know that that's about to happen. Is there anything else that you want to progress with that's a milestone as far as continuing ed, as far as skill acquisition, um, you know, different, different things like that? Is there any, anything that you have in your sights for this year that, um, that you can share with us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sales and marketing has been big the last like two or three months. Like I've just been binging podcasts on that uh, just to like really develop myself in that way, but just developing my craft overall. Like I, I was faced with a decision last week, you know, to pay for like coaching and consulting again to really grow my business. Or I was like, you know, I can invest this uh, almost seven grand <laughs> into like certifications, uh, other coaching to like build my craft better. And I think like upfront, that's a better investment uh, because skills, you know, the, the quote is skills never depreciate. Right. So uh, you want to be able to build your skills first and then you'll be, you know, for lack of a better word, unstoppable. Uh, if, you, if you build the skills first, and that's why I did like the first few years of college more than anything, I just, I trained, uh, I trained powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting. I did a couple of strongman meets. Like I just did everything to just like expand my knowledge bank on different methods and training and just like injure myself a bunch of times. So I could learn how to like, uh, I didn't do it on purpose, but like from those injuries, for example, I learned how to rehab myself and everything and prevent injuries in the future. So stuff like that, like really getting more certifications, not for the certification itself, but things like precision nutrition. There's a couple of guys I follow that do seminars. Uh, I don't need a piece of paper. I just want like the knowledge and the ability to help people. And I think there's a lot cheaper ways to do it than going to college. So I'm going to pursue those now. It just makes more sense. Awesome, man. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. The last thing before I let you go, if anybody wants to reach out to you, whether it's other coaches, business owners, potential clients, partners, whoever it may be, um, where can they find you? Where can they find Integra Performance? Uh, give us all the website, social media, anywhere that you uh, are on the electronic universe. 
Sure. So integraperformance.com is spelled Integra. It's like integrity, but without the Y. So I-N-T-E-G-R-I-T. Integraperformance.com, Integraperformance on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I'm not on there. I just like crop the quotes on there. Uh, that's just Integra with like two underscores. Uh, Instagram is really the best way to find me. Training at Integraperformance.com for email. Um, so, you know, check out our website, check out the Instagram. You can always DM me with any questions. I'm open to taking a call with anybody. Um, I just, I really love working with people. You know, if you don't buy training or coaching, you don't, at least we talked, we probably talked some good concepts. I love, I love talking shop too. So any coaches want to talk, like definitely just hit me up on there. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. It's been great having you on today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. You are very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this segment. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will reach out. We'll get in touch with you and get you on as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Nick Griffin of Kings River CrossFit, coming to you from Berryville, Arkansas. Nick, what's going on, man? How are you today? I'm good. How are you, sir? I am doing incredibly. Nick, I'm excited to dive into this. This is a business that has been around for a little while, but sort of has a new beginning with a location change. I don't want to paint on your canvas, though. So when we start to talk about Kings River CrossFit, give us an idea when you describe this gym to people. What is this about? How do you, how do you break that down for people who may not be familiar with the gym itself? Uh, you know, we just try to make sure that they understand that it's appropriate for any, any individual, any level of fitness, any age, um, and that we scale accordingly to, you know, CrossFit methodology. Um, and then we're just starting to incorporate a lot more of the 24-7 open gym aspect, too, just to compete with some other uh, gyms in the area and bring out some additional revenue. Yeah, that's a great place for us to start. And so we, we mentioned a couple of different things. Of course, the meat and potatoes of this is the CrossFit nature, right? Group classes, appointment-based, people are signing up for a time, doing a, a workout in a group setting led by a coach. This is the, the crux of CrossFit, but you guys have sort of bolted on this open gym aspect, 24 hours where people can come and do their own thing. 
talk to us a little bit about how many people we currently serve in that model. How, how many members do we have? Yeah, so, so we're hovering right around 100 members. I would say, you know, roughly uh, pretty close to 50-50 split between CrossFit and, and Open Gym. Um, and you have some people kind of bouncing back and forth based upon their schedule and, and kind of where they're at within their personal lives, days and you know, jobs and whatnot. But it's roughly 50-50. Um, we see really a lot more turnover from the, the open gym side, kind of stopping for a month, coming back for a month versus the community-based approach with CrossFit. Um, and ultimately what we're trying to do is you know, get those people that want to come in and, and lift and get shit, but also competitive and try to get them in CrossFit side. And then that's really where the stickiness comes in, at least, you know, from our perspective. It's either, it's kind of a case-by-case, person-by-person basis. Some people, you're just, you know, never going to keep them completely on, on, on the system. They uh, got some short-term goals that they want to get to, but we're really trying to reinforce that, you know, it's a lifestyle. We try to live that lifestyle and, and foster that in others. Um, but it does help to get people in. It does give them other options, uh, both from the CrossFit side too, just if they get close for a holiday or what have you. Um, gives them an option to come in and do some stuff on their own. Sure. And so a number of different ways that we are able to serve and provide value. Walk us through what people may expect to pay if they were coming to train with you. Because pricing in our industry, and especially even within CrossFit, goes all over the place, right? Where do you guys kind of fall in that sliding scale? Yeah, we're, I would say, you know, I haven't done a ton of research because I, I base it, you know, kind of just on feedback from members in the community. I mean, I travel, I have a day job. Um, and so I've been, you know, everywhere from Seattle to CrossFit to, to Mexico, to you know, name it, Texas, you know, all over the place. Um, so we, we really only increased prices two times since 2014. Um, we've got basically, you know, two different options being either open gym only or uh, CrossFit. All of the plans include 24-7 access. We have a limited 24-7 option where you, you have some access to all of the CrossFit side as well as some, some different types of weights and bikes, peloton bikes and treadmill and stuff like that. Uh, and then we have what we call a, a rogue option that's basically all access to all the equipment. And then we've just got a real focus on, you know, road equipment, fit, fitness equipment, um, some hiring stuff. So we'd like to charge a little bit more for that. So that basic 24 seven in the door plan for a single person is $45 plus tax. Um, we do a one-time $20 activation fee for the door programming, um, yeah. which is, which is pretty straightforward, but it, you know, it helps us recoup the cost of that installation for that system. And there's a monthly number for it. Um, and then the 70 being, you know, full access to everything uh, on the CrossFit side. And then we have family plans and couples plans and things like that. So you can layer up with that. But on the CrossFit side, um, we have a limited, uh, which is eight classes a month for, for a single person for $55 plus the $20 activation fee. Uh, and then 80, 85 is the um, unlimited option uh, for, for all CrossFit, all classes. And it includes all of the, the, the total gym access. Okay. Uh, we do charge, we charge a little bit more. If you're a couples or a family or above, we'll charge $30 for the door activation. Um, and, and we're pretty, we're pretty nice and easy about that. If they, if they stopped and they've been a member before and they paid for it and they come back two months later, you know, most of the time it's just go ahead and reactivate them for free. Yeah. And, and so 
55 for some limited CrossFit option, 85 for unlimited CrossFit with the, the 24 hour stuff built into that. You mentioned that you've kind of been all over the place going into different CrossFit boxes. And so those prices are, are far below what industry averages would suggest. You mentioned that prices increased a couple of times to get to that point. Why, why 55 and 85? Why not double or, or even triple that? So really, you know, we're in a small community, 3,000 people. There's another, a few small towns around. We'll get members from, you know, kind of all over the place. So most of, you know, a lot of them will have a little bit of a drive to get here. You know, myself included, it's 22 miles from me to get here uh, one way. Um, it, within the, within Berryville here in town, there's really only uh, two other options. One option is kind of a gym that's been around forever, but ever that pretty much anybody that you know, was doing any sort of weightlifting would go to, and then a, a community center that's pretty limited. Um, that, that local facility, you know, I think is like $40, you know, 25 to $40. I mean, it's just per month and you come in, no contract. And so it's pretty hard to compete with that um, unless you get them really bought into some of the things that we're doing different. You know, obviously the, the instructor life classes with CrossFit, uh, some of the high-end equipment that we have, um, you know, is all, all brand new top of the line equipment. Those are kind of our differentiators. Uh, and then our atmosphere is great. I mean, if you've seen the website, uh, it's an old building, it's an old body shop, and we renovated half of it for CrossFit, half of it for the weightlifting side. And so those are really the differentiators, but it's it's pretty tough. It's pretty competitive around here. Uh, you get over into Northwest Arkansas, and Fayetteville, you're going to see prices in the 150s, 160s, more than likely. Um, maybe some 130s. Um, so it's just really what works for the market around here. It's um, you know when we did our last increase, it was a it was just a flat five dollar increase across the board to help you know recoup and then cover the the monthly costs for the uh, for the door access system. But uh, you know there's definitely some work that can be done there from from our perspective. It's a it's a hobby. It's a family. Um, you know, but it needs to take care of itself. And, and any extra that we have, we do usually put back into additional equipment based along those lines. Sure. So the, the perspective is, of course, a little bit different when this is a second second job to you as opposed to your main source of income. But that doesn't mean, and, and I've never met anybody who's not okay with making more money, right? That's, that's even a ridiculous thought to even have. And so when we talk about building a business like this, it's really, it boils down to a handful of ways. We can charge more money of the people that are coming. We can get more people to be coming, or we can add on additional services for them to pay into other things. And so let's kind of shift gears and, and focus on the getting more people in the doors. You guys mentioned you have somewhere around a hundred people now. Is that a number that you could grow? Uh, yeah, it definitely is a number that we could grow. We haven't really, um, Put a specific focus on the marketing and advertising of the of the of the uh, weightlifting side uh, of the gym only side. Uh, we're still kind of dealing with some logistics in terms of the size and the amounts of equipment. We've just put in some additional additional road rack. Uh, so sometimes if you've got people coming in to kind of do like a uh, you know a metani type thing, circuit thing on the weightlifting side, it can get a little bit challenging. Uh, so we, we've just been kind of slow rolling that for the last year, trying to figure out really what works, what, what doesn't, and then continue to add on to that space in terms of the equipment. Uh, so not really a ton on that side. On the, on the CrossFit side, uh, we will do periodically do a, you know, kind of a, a 
campaign typically on Facebook and Instagram uh, to kind of promote some of the some of the CrossFit side. But I think we're at a spot now where we're ready to, to go and really start advertising that side a little bit more, pick up some more people on that side and just yeah. see how things go and where we need to continue to expand. Yeah, and, and so you you've mentioned we've done a little bit of work on Facebook or on social media and getting to the point where we're ready to build that up a little bit for you as the business owner does that mean that you're thinking of how can i come into the business full-time or do you think this is more in the realm of how can i hire people to help grow this business i i would really like to get to the latter um, at some point uh, you know i i've i had through covid you know obviously everybody's done a lot of things virtually right um including you know having to do 24 7 gym access to Kind of release some of that tension um you know being able to uh, get somebody that can be a little bit more focused um on a full-time basis as i get busy coming out of the COVID two-year period some new projects with my full-time job you know that's going to become increasingly difficult but what i try to do is you know uh, make sure that i've got as much of that automated as possible i'm not super technical i work in it but Try to leverage some of the the things that uh, work well by connecting you know systems together, automated billing, um, things like that that doesn't require you know constant babysitting, um, and that and that helps. But definitely, I would like to get somebody in to where I'm not one of maybe two people that knows how to provision an account or how to troubleshoot something in our in our door system or the internet or the TVs or pretty much yep. anything that has a has a button on it, you know, operating system. Yeah, it's a it's a conversation that inevitably comes up when it when we're talking about building a business. And the reality is, when we first open a business like this, gym owners they they have to wear a lot of hats. They're the guy opening the doors in the morning. They're the guy coaching the classes. They're the guy cleaning toilets. They're the guy fixing stuff when it's broken. But as things mature and and as things build, what can we offload? Right. The reality is that you only have so many hours in your day. If you're dedicating eight or nine hours towards a full-time job that limits us even more, how can we create systems? How can we automate and, and delegate as much as possible so that this runs smoothly and so that we can effectively grow moving forward? That's really a fantastic conversation and, and one that needs to happen. And so for you, I mean, paint us a picture here moving forward. You mentioned we're, we're getting to the point where we want to talk about how we can get more people on the CrossFit side of things. But what's the, what's the bigger picture? Talk to me about the future and, and the vision that we're striving towards. What's the long-term for you guys? So the long-term for us right now is if things stay like we, like we are currently in terms of, you know, not really having anybody, but myself, my partner and a few um, of our members helping you know what we end up doing is, uh, is continue to build on the the weightlifting side we've got you know the top level of this facility completely renovated half gym half crossfit um we've got a whole lower space and, and you know we integrate a lot of we, over the last year my partner and i have integrated a lot of that just into our own personal training where we spent a lot of time doing you know, isolation type movements and some body moving stuff on top of what we do with CrossFit. And, and a lot of our members have bled over to that as well. It's been, a, you know, been doing CrossFit since 20, 2014. Um, we love it. Obviously, it's our primary, but 
it's also nice to kind of mix things up a little bit. And so I could see that definitely growing more. Um, but as we bring on additional people to help help coach, that would be uh, give us the opportunity to really deliver more classes and, and get more people in, in those classes. Yeah. And, and it's sort of chicken or the egg sort of situation. Are we talking about, do we need to get members and then hire, or do we need to hire so that we can get the members? It's, I don't think there's one decidedly better option, but if we're going to go the route of hiring before we get the members, we need to be pretty confident that we are able to get members, right? And, and so for you guys yeah, and that's, that's, looking forward, yeah, for you guys looking forward, what's the, what's the timeline on all of this? What, what bring us into your thoughts of kind of the plan of action here as you move forward? Um, this year, I think, you know, we've, we've made significant investments um, in the last year and all of last year, really, and then into some of this year, I think, you know, we'll, we'll focus on the, the marketing on the, on the uh, gym side and get, you know, if we can get another 20 members on that side, that's a, you know, it's a pretty big deal for us. So try to get that member up and then look long-term at some of the investments that we made and what those will be, you know, paid off the ones that we have and the cash on um, and then see, you know, what we're able to, to take on to, to really expand that lower level. I mean, as you know, people going, going virtual, a lot of home gyms and garage gyms popped up and equipment on top of, you know, supply chain shortages have made everything crazy, including gym equipment. So trying to find that stuff and uphold the, the standard uh, of what we want for the equipment is tough. Um, I mean, to give you an example, we go to Rogue Fitness and the, the leg press is in 12 to 16 weeks. I think we got it in 20 weeks. Meanwhile, you're you're paying for this thing already. It's that stuff's not cheap. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we saw a couple of iterations of that and um, that, that makes it a little bit of a challenge with, especially with the equipment being at a you know, premium price right now. Yep. And, and so, I mean, Nick, this is an interesting scenario because you are focused on a full-time job and growing this in your free time. But I, I think the years under your belt as a business owner still speak to experience. And so I have kind of a final question to help cap some of these things off for us. And, and looking back, if you were able to, to tell younger Nick opening up a gym, a little bit of advice, what, what do you think that would be? Um, you know, you're not going to bring in a bunch of competitive athletes, right? That's the biggest thing. And that's really where our focus has changed. The, the original owners that had it for two years were fresh out the level ones. You know, they had a bunch of, crazy fitness people like myself that would love to just get, you know, destroyed day in and day out, sometimes twice a day. Um, and, and, you know, they would, they would really harp on a lot of that. There was no, you know, we're going to do a squat snatch and you're going to do handstand pushups and you're going to run backwards and you do all this stuff. And, you know, we lost a lot of members and ran off a lot of people from that beginning, really even before we were involved. And so what we've learned just through our own training, I mean, I'm 43 years old and we did two or three a day pretty much all of this year, um, but did it being able to maintain it um, is to, to be focused more on the individual and be a little bit more flexible in terms of, you know, what, what they're able to do and what you're putting on them and, how much weight and making sure they're listening to their bodies, making sure they're eating food, making sure they're 
you know, doing all that stuff that, uh, you know, helps prevent that sort of thing. You know, um, we, we use the whoop straps, uh, my partner and I pretty religiously and we follow that. It's like, if it's for 20% today, you know, you feel one way, you wake up, you feel a certain way and you don't have any data behind it. It's, you don't know whether you just being a slacker today or physically not recover. Right. Okay. So we'll look at those straps and if it's, if it's, you know, 20% or 30%, it's six in the morning, I'll text my partner and be like, Hey, you know, and so having that, that, that data and then knowing the impact of that and just keeping that in mind when it comes to your members, it's, those are the people that are going to keep coming back. It's the, the, the ones that are coming in and trained to become, you know, competitors aren't going to stick around, aren't going to, aren't going to build your business. You know, they're going to go on to do, do the next thing, probably in college, you know, uh, or just coming off a college, you know, athletic career. Um, so really making sure the average Joe uh, that honestly needs the most help, you know, needs that, um, that family bond that you get by doing this together, going through it together. Uh, it's really what we've learned and what we've focused on over the last several years. Yeah, I think that's a that's a tremendous point and applicable not just to CrossFit. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more Mr. and Mrs. Joneses in the world than there is Rich Fronings and, and Matt Frazier's. And so how can we find those people, right? We can always take more of the competitive side, but how can we find people that are going to be able to pay their membership dues 12 months of the year, come three times a week, and actually make an impact in their lives. Nick, that's a pretty good place for us to, to begin to wrap this up. But before we sign out of here, where can people find a little bit more out about your gym? Is there a website? Is there social media? Yeah, so it's um, krcrossfit.com is our, is our uh, website. And then uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook, primarily more so on Facebook currently. Uh, we have uh, links obviously out there to our websites, a, a brief breakdown of our different plans. Um, phone numbers out there as well, uh, and then links to an online shop where you can go and sign up for any of the memberships that walks you through the, the whole workflow. And, and then we'll, we get the accounts and set you up for, for the 24-7 access. You get an email on your phone, and um, you're, you're good to go. Easy enough. Nick, this has been a bunch of fun, and, and I appreciate you contributing with how you guys operate at Kings River. It'll be interesting to see what this business looks like six months a year from now as you guys are attempting to grow and, and really shift the focus a little bit and and we'll have to get you back on at some point yeah. and on this interview back how does that sound that sounds great i appreciate the time awesome well thank you to you thank you to everyone who tuned in today don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.